The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. And you're welcome back to The Last Word. It's Ian Guider in for Matt today. The government are planning to have everybody automatically enrolled into a pension, but a proposal coming from the Oireachtas Committee on Social Protection could see workers as young as 16 automatically paying into a pension. The Oireachtas Committee have been doing their scrutiny of the government's plans and the chair of the committee, Dennis Nocton, is with us. Dennis, good evening to you. Uh, I would agree that everybody should be paying towards their retirement, but getting people who are entering the workforce when they're teenagers seems a little bit strange. No, not at all. At the moment, anyone over the age of 16 in the workforce pays uh, into a pension. They pay their PRSI. For a state uh, pension, that is. For a state pension. And what this scheme will do is align the auto-enrolment scheme with the PRSI scheme so that someone is 16 years of age uh, will go into the auto-enrolment scheme, but they can uh, opt to uh, opt out of the auto-enrolment scheme. And yes, look, students that are doing part-time work uh, are going on to college, they're automatically probably going to, aut- going to opt out of it. But there are a certain number of, of young people who will be joining the workforce, will remain in the workforce, will likely be in low paid employment and being able to contribute to their pension from a younger age will ensure that they have an adequate pension when they retire. Your recommendation here is to lower the threshold, the income threshold, so your wages, so therefore you start paying more PRSI into this. And I I get it. And I've been writing about this for many years now, about how as a country we are facing huge changes in our demographics, people living longer and will need to have savings built up for retirement. But right now we have people out there, Dennis, struggling to pay rent, struggling to get a house, struggling to feed themselves, pay electricity. Yeah, and that's why we made recommendations in this report that uh, people could opt out for a specified period of time. Six months. Uh, no, at the moment, under the proposals that are coming for government, they can opt out for six months and then they can look to renew that. Uh, we're saying that uh, there should be more flexibility in relation to that. You know, if someone uh, is going back to uh, education or college, uh, if someone is going on extended uh, leave after maternity leave, that if uh, people are saving uh, for a home, that there should be more flexibility for them to opt out for a longer period of time, depending on their particular circumstances uh, and that that flexibility does need to be built into uh, the auto enrollment system to ensure that people you know at certain times uh, in their life uh, they will find it much more difficult to pay into a pension and uh, they need to have the flexibility in relation to that but we also need to ensure uh, that once that financial pressure has ended that they get back into the habit of paying into their pension, which will ultimately benefit them when they retire. I want to bring in Sarah McGuinness, who's Assistant News Editor with the Business Post. Just 22 years of age, Sarah, starting yourself out on a career ladder and you're thinking, great, I've got a job now. I can start saving for that house. I can pay my rent, whatever it is. And now you're told, hang on a minute, you've got to start thinking of a pension now when you just don't have that extra money. Well, Ian, I'd kind of say that not many 22-year-olds right now even think that they can start saving for a house with the way things are but yeah like when I heard this today um, like on paper it does make sense when you take in the PSRI piece that 16 year olds are paying it anyway but I think that um, 
it, it kind of raises the question of like, why do 16 year olds work? And I think this kind of operates on the assumption that 16 year olds only work for pocket money, say like, but in a lot of cases, that really isn't the case. Like a 16 year old working might be a second, third or fourth income. Um, and like, with what money are they going to pay for a pension? Really, like the minimum age, the minimum wage for a sixteen-year-old is seventy percent of the overall minimum wage. So it's about seven euro ninety-one at the minute. But when I first started working, I was working for a really lucrative fast uh, fast food chain. And when I started, when I was eighteen, um, they so the minimum wage was ten fifty, ten ninety. They put me on nine ninety for the year because I didn't have any experience. Firms can do that. So seven ninety-one really is the maximum that they're going to be earning. Earning. that's just not a lot of money anyway you know and if they're saving to put themselves through college if they're trying to like help their parents support their themselves their siblings whoever I I don't know I just like I just think it's a bit bonkers and it, like it, is it not a bit strange that parents would still be receiving child support for that teenager <laughs> while that teenager is paying their pension <laughs> I just don't know I'll put that a few things to Dennis about but I just want to say you know I've been reporting on the, the pensions time bomb that Ireland is building up since I was 22 years of age and we haven't fixed it and all we're doing is adding potential danger down the road so it's just not a good idea to get people used to the fact that look we have to do this now so when you when you do get to 66 or 67 or 68 that you will have this safety net of money built up. Well, if we were living in a different economic climate, absolutely. But like I, so I'm just in my like employment, I'm in a pension scheme. This for the first time ever, up until now, like it, I wouldn't have to pay a pension at all until next year. People my age who aren't in auto enrollment schemes, they're worried about making rent. They're worried about putting food on the ta- table. The amount of people I know who didn't turn on their heating this winter because they couldn't afford it, you know, like... I, yeah, in an ideal world, but we're not living in an ideal world, I'd say. Dennis, I, as I said, I've been covering this type of story for a long time now, and I get it. You're, you're, you're looking at this and you're thinking for the long term of, of the Irish country, this is very good. But you heard what Sarah said there. Now, nobody young is thinking about it. They've got more immediate issues. Yeah, and that's the reason why we made the recommendation. And look, we're very conscious as a committee uh, of the real financial pressures that families are under at the moment and individuals. In fact, uh, we had a hearing this morning with St. Vincent de Paul that were specifically talking about uh, the uh, energy costs and the fact that people are forced to turn off uh, their heating because they cannot afford to pay bills. Uh, But, you know, if you go back to the early 80s when interest rates were in, uh, I think, around 20%, people could make the same argument then. Those people have now come to retirement. And the reality is what we're asking here is that the legislation would say that if you're in uh, employment, uh, that you pay into a pension scheme, but that you have the option to opt out of that. So young people have to make an active decision to say no we are not going to opt into a pension scheme at 16, at 17, at 18, at 23, whatever the case may be, but that they take an active decision in actually doing that Um, because the difficulty is that many people, it's only into their 40s that they realise that they haven't accrued uh, pension contributions, that this is going to lead to a very significant fall off in their income uh, when they retire. And the reality is, because of the way compound interest works, uh, even a very small amount being invested uh, for someone in their teens who's in uh, full-time employment 
can have a significant benefit for those people when they eventually reach uh, retirement age. And what this is, is about putting a financial safety net in place when they do reach retirement age. Doesn't this, Sarah, recognise that for people of a certain generation, they would have retired owning their own home and wouldn't have had any issues funding their retirement, but it recognises the reality that for people who are now emerging into the Irish workforce or labour market, that goal is long since gone. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, I really can't help but feel like why why would like someone my age be thinking of 50 years down the line if they're struggling to live day to day? You know, like I completely accept all those points. And on paper, as I said, in an ideal world, they completely make sense. But in actuality, if you walked up to a, a 20 year old on the street now and said, did you like if this is going to be the way forward, the messaging has to be so clear because like I, I don't know. I just feel like if you walked up to a 20 year old on the street now and asked them about like their pension, it's the last thing on their mind. They're not going to even know that this memo was brought forward or that this me- recommendation was made. So just like I just feel like you, I know we can opt out, but it's just going to be another thing that people can't afford. Dennis Nocton, I know this report has a lot of detail in it and a lot more recommendations. I'm just wondering, what are the chances of any type of auto-enrolment system happening on time, given that there's been a bit of pushback by some of the employers' groups? And also, as you heard from Sarah there, some of these other measures, even if they're taken into it, it's just not going to make anybody happy right now. Will will auto-enrolment be kicked at such? Well, look, I think Sarah has made the the best possible argument for the introduction of auto-enrolment. And the reality is that people who should be investing in their pension, aren't doing that. And the sad reality is today that Sarah and many of her generation will not be in a position uh, to own their own home uh, when they come to retirement. They will have to continue to pay uh, rent. And in that situation, they more than anyone need uh, to have those safety nets uh, in place or they're continuing to pay a mortgage by the time they retire. Uh, So, yes, look, it is never an easy time to invest in a pension. What we're saying here is that young people have to make an active decision that they don't want to invest in their pension and they will have to to weigh up the pros and cons and based on their own financial situation at that particular point in time rather than kicking the can down the road and you know Ewan and many more people have said that this needs to be brought in, that this is in the best long-term interests of young people today to do this. And what we're saying is this is only one uh, uh, element of the recommendations. In fact, probably the single biggest consideration that the committee has given to is the issue of gender inequality and uh, the fact that many Dennis, women I know, coming I'm, to retirement it's, it's an important uh, are issue, not but I'm uh, way able over... to have an adequate pension. And that's probably the biggest single thing I... that we need to be debating. Dennis, I agree with you, but we're way over time. Dennis Nocton, TD, Chair of the Oireachtas Committee on Social Protection, and Sarah McGuinness from the Business Post. Thank you very much. Just one text on that item. I started working in the airport in 1990 at the age of 19, and you had to join the company pension plan back then. I thought it was a load of rubbish, but now at 52, I'm very happy to have the pension, which I've invested in a fund. There's somebody who won't be worrying about retirement. Keep your comments coming in. 87 102 The last word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.